0: It is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at DraftKings. That is my man, T. Plouffe. I am Chris Rose donning a Baltimore Orioles hat. Them fighting birds. We also have producer Dan along for the ride, who is trying to sell to himself as one of the great Yankee fans in the Twitterverse that all will be okay. Bronx <laughs> Bombers couldn't. Couldn't get it done at all last night in a series opening loss against the Tampa Bay Rays. They got blanked. Anthony Rizzo did his best Paul O'Neill impression when he beat the shit out of the dugout. That was a good one, wasn't it?
1: That's pretty good. He was upset, no doubt about it. Yeah. We're watching watching the video right now. Are are we we putting this on?
0: Yeah. I mean, he was upset because the umpire said that he stuck his knee essentially in the strike zone to get hit by a pitch. And then after the at-bat ended up, going cuckoo so yeah
1: it was it was an interesting thing because you know you know lefties on lefty they don't they don't like the ball starting behind them you know so he was kind of he froze a little bit and then as the ball comes in yeah he he puts his knee towards the plate but like really like where is he supposed to go if the ball is behind you you don't really go that way so you kind of just move in i don't know man i mean this is his thing
0: yeah, I mean, nobody is more on the plate than Anthony Rizzo. And from the above view, it does look like he sticks his leg out a little bit. But the explosion in the dugout is the thing. You ever have a guy who just went nuts like that? Oh, of
1: course. Oh, my gosh. It happens so much more often than you think. You know, we try to do it in the tunnel more than more than anything. But every once in a while, you just can't wait. Yeah. You just got to get down there and smack the bats around because it's their fault. It's never your fault. It's the bat rack or your helmet i used to go through i'd say two helmets a year maybe three Damn. helmets a year all it takes is a couple of good throws and you get a little chip in the helmet then you got to get a new one it's i actually wrote a song one time chris i don't know if I'm, i should be, I, I don't know if i should be telling everyone this because now i'm going to get requested to sing it i wrote a song called uh dear mr helmet about this and it was talking about it was me apologizing to my helmet about the way i treated it understanding that it really is my fault but sometimes i take my anger out on it give us one line uh the first line is dear mr helmet i'm calling you to say i really am sorry for mistreating you today but what what what's the tunage on it i can't do that chris stop yes doing you can this you can me, give man. us one line no, give no, us some blue no, claps in no, the amp no. app
0: if you want to hear it no, there's no, Come on. there's not a, there's no yeah, amount of claps to make me Mr. sing. Helmet, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's it's it. How'd you fault. get it? How'd you get it? It is my fault, not yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not your fault that he made a, a bad call. Will you accept for me my <laughs> apology?
0: <laughs> can we get on to some other stuff? One
1: day I'll sing it on. There. Oh, that'll not be great.
0: Today. You know, you can sell tickets to the Ploof helmet concert you want to
1: know why i'm not going to sing it on there because why? if this was just an intimate gathering i would do it but the internet is not an intimate intimate gathering it's but just a will love mass, it it's a they'll massive love it pool
0: all right dodgers get a win up in milwaukee but they lose walker bueller for the season he's having uh elbow surgery dr neil elitrash will get in there they're not so sure if it's tommy john or something else now big picture here Dustin May is coming back. He's probably making his season debut this weekend against the Marlins. We do not know, however, about Clayton Kershaw's availability because of his achy back. Will L.A., which has been so dominant in the National League throughout the regular season, be the favorite to represent the NL in the World Series come October?
1: Yes. Hmm. That's a resounding yes for me. I know there's other good teams in the National League, namely the Mets are right there with them. But I I just think that it's – because it's not just about the starting pitching with the Dodgers. Even though, even without Kershaw, which who I believe will be back, he had the PRP injection in his back. Um, we have to get him back on the hill for the Dodgers. But even without him, and obviously Bueller's not going to be there at any time soon. You got Tyler Anderson, Julio Urias, and Tony Gonsolin—all guys with sub-three ERAs. Andrew Heaney, small sample size. They've seemed to fix some stuff with him. You just mentioned Dustin May, who's like hitting a hundred miles an hour in AAA right now. He looks really good. He had an immaculate inning in his last start. Like, they have enough. And then you go to the lineup, and they're just relentless with that lineup. Every single guy grinds out of bats against you. If Cody Bellinger, like, can get it, like, if Cody can, he's hitting night for them. Cody Bellinger, you know, like, I understand he's had some troubles, but this lineup is just so long. They kind of just do everything right, Chris. So. And they know how to win games. And like the Houston Astros, they've been there, done that. Nothing scares these guys. Like, they, it's World Series or bust. They don't care about the playoffs. The playoffs are their season. And I like that mentality for teams. So, without a doubt, they are the favorites to go to the World Series.
0: Honestly, with or without Kershaw, Kershaw obviously helps. Wow. Without Kershaw and Bueller, Well, let's state this. I think we forget how great Walker Bueller is when the light shines brightest. 294 ERA in 15 postseason starts, 11 and a half strikeouts per nine. The rest of the rotation, Julio Urias, he's been a better reliever than he has been starter in the playoffs, right? He was so big during that 2020 World Series championship run. He's made five playoff starts, which is a decent number, but not as many as you'd think for a guy who's been in the playoffs every year of his career. ERA in the mid threes, by the way, come playoff time. Tony Gonsolin, ERA in the playoffs nine four five Tyler Anderson one playoff start it was very good six shutty I believe but only one playoff start I guess my point is this I was surprised when the Dodgers did not go starter fishing during the trade deadline I'm sure that they were holding out hope for Bueller, but at the same time you can't hold out hope when you're dealing with an arm injury it's a silly thing to do um I would actually make the Mets the favorite at this point because of their starting pitching and because of sugar coming out of the bullpen. And to be honest with you, I'm a little, I have a little Kimball stage fright.
1: Okay. That's that's fine. Like the Mets are obviously right there with them. I just go with like kind of the, I know you just talked about the lack of maybe starter experience for the Dodgers, but like the team in general, the core group of guys there in that lineup, they'll be able to handle any situation that gets thrown their way. Definitely would like to have Kershaw back, but I mentioned Dustin May. They got a couple guys, young guys that just promoted to AAA. I don't know how, if they're going to be in the plan. Some of Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, two of their top prospects, um, two top prospects in the game. Could they be, you know, guys that, to bring up and be swingmen, like kind they're of big. bullpen type guys. The Dodgers will find a way. Uh, I really hope Kershaw comes back. Because he, when he's been on the field, he's been electric. And I want him to have another postseason run
0: with the Dodgers. Yep. Really interesting. But if you have to go, if you have to try and match up DeGrom, Scherzer, Freed, Morton, Wainwright, Michaelis, just saying, those guys in Milwaukee just could get interesting that's, that's it could, all I want to say. But
1: that, yeah but this is a, uh, the starters are still good i'd give the nod to most of those teams if we're going if we're going gonslin anderson and then we go to the top 3 probably i would say i'd probably go brewers top 3 i'd take over that
0: i'd probably take the mets top 3 over that you would definitely take the mets throw bassett in there who's really yeah, been good
1: yeah yeah that's fine but we're talking about teams in general right like the whole team yeah so I just, I still, I still think until someone proves me wrong or goes and takes them out, that they're the class of the NL right now. Okay.
0: Uh, speaking of the Braves and the Mets, they tangoed uh, started a start of a four game series in Atlanta. It was one-sided even after a 55 minute rain delay. Braves take game one of the series. Uh, they put up 13 runs on 15 hits to close within four and a half games. After the blast by Contreras, we had a very interesting sound resonating through the ballpark. It's two balls and a strike. Swing, fly ball, hammered center. Never. So the Braves trolled the Mets by using Edwin Diaz's entrance music on a home run trot. Fair now gamesmanship I'm, or no? I'm pretty sure that's also Contreras's
1: walk-up song. So that's why they repeated it during the home run. Now, you can talk about guys stealing your walk-up song, but I don't think that was a slight at Diaz. It would be interesting if Diaz gave up a home run to Contreras to like tie the game and then they play that song. And then my mind might explode because it's like inception. Like, what are we doing here? But I think it was just the fact that it's his walk-up song um, is the reason they played it. And again, that's kind of like a, it's kind of like a thing in baseball where you, if someone has a song, I don't think you should take their song. Ooh, That's how I feel. Now Kyle Schwarber and I had the same, walk-up song for a while he still uses it thuggish ruggish bone by bone thugs and harmony did i have it first of course of course i did but i'm okay with Schwarber doing it um but th- it's an interesting sound clip and i think if there was against diaz we might see some weird things happen but i'm okay with it. And that's his walk-up song they have to hash that out between themselves
0: okay well i think they should because right now it's I think Contreras has to find a new walk-up song.
1: I think so, too. I think Diaz owns that song. Yeah, he really
0: does. It's it's become too good. Um, Even if it is his walk-up song, I loved it. I I think the more fire we build between these two, the better. Like, Spencer Strider, he actually came back and pitched after the almost hour-long rain delay, did a good job through five innings, and afterward, he, like, kind of, dialed it back a little bit and he said he didn't have his chamomile tea the last time he faced the Mets and so that's why he was ornery afterward and that's why he did all the shit talking like no no don't backpedal pile on dude we need more of that in this sport I want to see that I want to hear it
1: I've been saying that we need to make we could make up some sort of drama dude I think that's fine you know like I don't
0: want to make it up I want it to be authentic I don't know man sure you i think, do too i don't, you don't think enough guys dislike each other or
1: i just don't want guys throwing at other people like getting mad that's the only thing I i'm with don't you don't like
0: okay but you could still have hard played series without throwing 97 at somebody's dome can't you i love i i think so i think
1: that's how it should be i was just actually i was watching the uh the captain the documentary about jeter last night mm-hmm. in episode three roger clemens comes over and they just that dude threw it, everybody, and that was yeah. just part of the game. Got to go, I got to go up and in. Got to go up and in. No, you don't. You don't have to go up and in. He did it to Piazza because Piazza owned him. That is the one thing that I can't stand when a starter pitcher says, "I got to go up and in." You're, you're, you're out hitting me to the side. No, dude, just get me out. You don't have to throw at my neck. You don't have to bow tie me, as they
0: used to say. Mm-hmm. Gets me right. mad. You, you know, I get fired up about this stuff, Chris. By the way, the Braves have won seven straight. Braves are legit. Oh no, yeah, this course. is such a cool series, man.
1: this is such a cool series, dude. Yeah. And then, you know, look, the Mets, Carrasco comes out, a little side discomfort. We'll see how yeah. that goes. The they lost Giormi as well.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be for a month, it sounds like.
1: i Dog days of August, man. Just just snatching people up. But this is a great series. It's funny that Strider said that the walk up music they got to figure that i i I agree with you Contreras. you got to dump that song bro that's not your song
0: by the way even if he came up with it first which i'm not so sure he did
1: i don't think he did
0: you have to relinquish the powers of it sorry just for the better of baseball it's
1: actually a cool story like that song now is like becoming one of the most like uh listened to songs on spotify and stuff like that's making the dude money like i think that's really really cool it's a cool story awesome
0: a uh, great, great individual pitching matchup tonight on the south side of Chicago. Justin Verlander and his 185 ERA taking on Dylan Cease and his 196 ERA. This is just the third matchup of sub two ERA starters with at least 20 starts in a single season since the mound was lowered in 1969. That is unreal. So, one, both, or neither dominate tonight.
1: Okay. First of all, that's an absurd stat. It really is. And both these guys are absolutely nasty. I went back and checked, have they, have they faced off yet? Verlander has faced Chicago this year and it was on June 18th, three and two thirds, seven runs, only four earned. But his worst performance of the season His worst performance. Now cease has not faced Houston. He did face him twice last year and it was not good. I know he's a little bit different pitcher this year. I'm going to go out and say that we get pedestrian lines out of both of these guys. I do think the white Sox coming on top. They've had their moment. Chris last night, the comeback victory huge, huge. I think they kind of have that feeling now like, Oh shit. Maybe we did need to play with some fire. Although we're going to talk about some stuff from that game. I think a little bit later, (laughs) their manager. Ooh, boy. Um, I'm going to say both of them, maybe pedestrian lines, six innings, maybe like three earned runs a piece. I think we're going to see some offense tonight. So I think a quali- that
0: is just a quality the the start from each
1: quality start from each, but not what we're expecting out of guys with sub two ERAs.
0: Well, cease and shame on us. I guess shame on me because I'm the one who usually picks the topics for not talking about Dylan cease enough. One or fewer earned runs in 14 yes. straight starts. That is a record since ERA was being recorded in baseball in both leagues, which was 1913. We're talking about something that hasn't been done in over a hundred years. I think that ends tonight.
1: That's my, that's my call.
0: It's I remarkable he's- what he's done.
1: No, we've, we, I, I we've talked about him a bunch on talking baseball. He's, he's filthy. Going into the year, we talked about how good he could be. And uh, he's kind of put it together this year. Obviously he's that the, One earned run or less in how many straight starts did you say? 14. 14. He had the one with six runs, but it was, they're all unearned. Mm -hmm. I think this streak ends tonight. I I think both these teams are going to go to battle. It's going to be a really good game. I I, This matchup is so good. This is kind of what I envisioned, Chris. I don't know if, you know, in the ALCS, but definitely like a playoff matchup. I I envision these two teams playing against each other in the playoffs preseason. It looks really good on the field right
0: now this is a really big series for chicago last night was yes. enormous because their was shoving when he came yes. out of the game that's when the white Sox put up the four spot and that was that was huge for them it's big because they've got this four game set against houston then they go to cleveland for the weekend which is leading the division so remember we talked out of the gate how soft chicago's schedule was and we were like they're gonna take off they have not Mm-mm. they haven't they've just kind of been spinning their tires so If they can make a statement against what I think is the best team in the American league, good for them. And tonight will be a huge, huge opportunity if they can shove against the AL Cy Young front runner.
1: 400 ball in April, 556 in May, June, 444. So we're just talking about a very middle of the road team, but then in July they went 16 and 11 for a 593 winning percentage. They're nine and six in August for a 600 winning percentage. Are we seeing them kind of like slowly get to where they need to be? It hasn't been like a freaking rocket. That's for damn sure. Nope, has not. But this is a big series for them. You're right, Chris. More baseball today in a second, but I want to remind you guys, our show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on the hottest sport action for your shot at cold, hard cash with the DraftKings Sportsbook. You bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for football season. Right now, new customers get a risk-free bet up to $1. Thousand dollars. I thought it was a typo. It's not. It's one thousand dollars. Just make your first bet up to one thousand dollars, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get another shot at a big win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Johnboy. Make your first deposit, and you get a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's promo code Johnboy only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now back to the show.
0: I'm wearing the Baltimore Orioles lid because them fighting birds do it north of the border. Ryan Mountcastle, holy shit, did he, he almost hit that ball back to America. I'm not sure which direction the Rogers God, Center is faced up there. So if it's. I want to say it's wall,
1: a way heated away, deeper into the Canadian wilderness, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the positioning is. Point is, is that they won. You should know that.
1: What? you're a travel geek you should know direction and stuff but it's one of three stadiums i haven't been to ah we should go me
0: and you i would love to go to toronto shame on me okay Bigger point is baltimore is very much in this wild card chase still sniffing it will baltimore still be within three games of the wild card heading into the final week of the season
1: i think so and you know what dude Every single year, Chris, we get one of these teams. You're just like, what? Last year, I think it was the Mariners. I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe there were some other teams, but on my, in my mind, that was the Mariners. This year, I think I had the Orioles under 60 wins or something like, like that before the season. I was just mad at them. Like, I didn't know the direction. Yeah, you have some young guys. Like, can we count on the young guys to do stuff? The bullpen has been great. They've had some guys come up. Rutchman's an incredible. And then you're talking about Mount Castle against the Blue Jays. He's crazy. Oh. You know his slash line, Chris?
0: Well, I know since he's 20. Hit... Yeah, go since, ahead. You can say
1: 2020, 3642744 slash that's domination, Chris. And yes, that ball, he leaned back on that, like an inside heater from Kikuchi. He leaned back on that thing. So Baltimore, I was looking at their schedule. I was like, Hey man, like let's look ahead. Like, let's see if there's any stretches that can put them in a rut and kind of send them going down. I would I honestly didn't see a lot of those series coming up for them. I think to the end, like, I think they have a pretty favorable schedule and three games you're giving me. I think for sure they're within three games at the end of the year, which is crazy to say.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Mountcastle, by the way, since the beginning of 2021, 12 homers, 25 ribs against Toronto. That's insane. That's, yes. that's some Glaber shit against the Orioles type. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you know what their rotation is? I'm not here to put you on the spot because I had to look it up last night, and I'm a pretty uh, good baseball connoisseur.
1: Uh, bare, uh, barely.
0: Right, barely. I'll I'll help everybody out. Dean Kramer.
1: Yeah, I had him. Radish. Had him. Watkins. No. Lyles. I had Lyles. I had three. And both. Vol, Austin both. Vogt. Austin both.
0: Now, that sounds like a last place rotation. Does it not? Let's be fair. Yeah, sure. Okay. They just had D.L. Hall make his de- major league debut. That was nice. Sent to see him back with- down. Yep. Quickly. Spot start. So I don't understand how at some point where you're going to have to rely on these guys. Plus let's remember they traded their all-star closer and Trey Mancini. They're a disputed leader in the clubhouse. I am patting them on the back. I am saying, boy, it'd be great for baseball and be great for that ballpark. if It was jammed in September. I just don't realistically see it happening. Maybe I'm nuts. I don't know.
1: Traditionally. Yes. We look towards starting rotations and we're like, this is kind of like make or break. And we really value that when we're ranking teams, right? We just went over it with- You have to. You talk, yeah, 100%. But every once in a while, there are teams that just operate a little bit differently. We talk about the Rays. They don't even really consider anybody a starter. It's like, you're a pitcher. You might be like, a, I feel like they go, they have a few starters and then like bulk guys and then everyone else is just the pitcher. Like that's kind of how they approach it. Yeah, I'm not except saying that one Orioles of those are-
0: guys started the all-star game and it's going to be top three in the Cy Young voting, but you can continue on.
1: I understand that. So they have a couple starters who they consider starters, but like they, they approach it different. I'm not saying Baltimore's trying to mirror what uh the Rays are doing, but like their bullpen has kept them in it. Like that's the bottom line. If you don't have the starters, you have to have guys uh to back them up and they do. Their bullpen's been in an electric and they have uh guys coming up and providing offense for them. They're playing some good defense. I mean, there's just different ways to win games. And like they got that feeling now, dude. Like Sometimes it's just like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but you just have to win to get that feeling. And like, they hadn't been doing that. Then they get on a little bit of a roll and here they are. Like, you know how to win baseball games. You start to believe in yourself when you're down three runs or two runs, like instead of having the mentality, like, fuck, we're just going to lose. It's like, no, we can do this. Like we've done it before. Like we can do it. And like, again, this is a team. April 333 winning percentage. May 467 winning percentage, then June 538, then July 640 and in August 692. Like they're feeling it, Chris. They got momentum and they're understanding ways to win ball games.
0: You're right about their schedule by the way. It's soft. I'll tell you I'll tell you the team that's going to um they have three series and 10 games left with Boston. That's going to be the team and Toronto a lot too. Yeah, but Toronto's going to be in this whole thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. Boston that I, I don't know if I consider them still a wild card worthy team at this point.
1: They're done against Tampa. They went nine and 10 against Tampa. Um, they're five and two against Toronto so far. So that means they have 12 games left against Toronto. Uh, Boston, they have 10 games, like you said. The Yankees have been their biggest foe. They went five and 11 against them. So I, I'm assuming they have one series left. They have one the series Yankees. left.
0: Yeah. Well, they also have to play. They still have to play Houston twice. It looks like. I mean, I know you hate it when I bring up the schedule. Um, I don't
1: mind it As, at this point of the season when we're looking towards you know the finish line. I think we can. We have now a baseline of what teams are, who they are, you know, what, where their season is going. to trade deadline's over, so we kind of have the rosters set. Now I think it's okay to start schedule watching.
0: All right, let's move on to the last thing. And Wait, we did you it answer up.
1: the question? You didn't answer the question.
0: Yeah, I said I don't expect it because of the rotation. All right. I don't mark these words, people. Yep. Today. All right. Interesting thing happened last night uh, in the White Sox win over the Houston Astros. White Sox have a guy on, and all of a sudden, somebody in the stands makes a plea to Sox skipper Tony La Russa to make a strategic decision with Adam Engel as a pinch runner. I want you to listen closely to this. It's- So the guy is yelling at Tony, What the fuck is happening? Run angle. And all of a sudden, Tony LaRussa comes out almost right before the pitch is thrown and says, Hey, timeout. And he has Adam Engel go in as a pinch runner. Do you 100% believe that the fan swayed LaRussa's decision?
1: Uh, I didn't see anything contrary to that fact. I went and looked. Was there some post-game interview where he said, no, I was going to do it the whole time? Did you see that? No. I I couldn't find anything. Now, what I think happened was, yeah, I think he was yelling it. And then whether it was Tony or his bench coach or another coach down there was like, oh, shit, we should be doing this. I really think. I mean, I don't know. Like, again, I, I wasn't in the dugout, but it sure seems like it was like maybe the fan didn't make the move, but reminded them to make the move,
0: if you will. He made the move. Dude the made, fan the move. made the move.
1: The fan made the move.
0: <laughs> I I heard that he is going to be bench coach two tonight in the game against Verlander and the Astros. It, it is amazing because the guy, if if you're just listening to the podcast today, visually he's probably forty feet from Larusa where he's sitting. It's pretty close, and you could definitely. Can you hear in the dugout a guy that close? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right. Cause the guy's screaming at the top of his lungs, run angle, run angle. It would just if, add to the Tony LaRusa season. It felt like at one point you see the guy
1: like almost make eye contact with LaRusa. Yeah. Like, Pinch, run angle. Yeah. No, this is dude. My favorite part of Twitter is the Tony LaRusa meme Twitter. Like, People, people like Photoshop beds into the dugout for Tony. Like it's, I don't know what's going on there, man. I mean, no, this no. is, this is something, but look. the White Sox had their moment. I believe with Cueto calling them out. And by the way, Johnny Cueto, like what, how awesome is it that he is doing what he's doing on this Unreal. team? He's been unbelievable. Without him, they are chris
0: yeah oh you wanted to say god you don't like to swear but you needed to say it no oh, you're such a bad
1: boy don't like to swear on this one because this is a family show i don't know what we're doing with Tony rusa bro i don't know and like part of me now just wants him to be the manager because hey. it's so fun and so funny
0: does uh does that guy get a playoff share if they win the Central? <laughs> they he might should. if
1: they win it by one game i don't
0: know <laughs> all Dude. right what do you have coming up on john boy <sighs> golly uh
1: we're filming the uh the midweek episode of talking baseball today kind of a light day for us it'll come out tomorrow um go check out the JM warehouse games mm-hmm. youtube forgotten rotten took on we got ice it's the beginning of the playoffs first elimination game and i don't want to spoil anything but forgotten rotten is determined in this
0: tournament yes very much What you got bro and we're just all keeping our eye on Zo, making sure he's okay. Um, during his 13-year career, uh, recorded Stephen Brault, which will air on Thursday. He's always a ton of fun. Got a busy week. I got two more recordings awesome. glass. Now on Thursday, Austin hedges, I'm doing a Saturday special. got to try and get ahead a little bit because my uh, travel schedule is so. going to pitch. going to find out, please find out for us. Oh yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, special shout out to our producer extraordinaire for the day. The one and only Dan Rourke. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday. At least Trevor will with Jerry Blevins as I am traveling to my hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Thank you very much for tuning in to Baseball Today, presented to you by DraftKings.